Welcome to Under the Water Tower, a production of Fellowship Baptist Church, located in Marble Falls, deep in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Join Fellowship's staff and leadership while they explore, study, and discuss Bible passages. Here are your hosts, pastors, Joni Wallach, Misty Grimm, Daryl Fishbeck, and lead pastor, Dr. Jamie Greening. This podcast is either going to last 11 minutes or four hours. <laughs> there is absolutely no in-between on how long this can go. Well, I'll need a potty break in there somewhere if we go four hours. <laughs> You'll need a potty break if we go 11 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we'll probably enforce the hour or so time limit, but the, the issue is you either come in and you say, well, there's four themes to Advent and Christmas, you know, hope, peace, joy, love, and here's kind of what they feel like, and here's kind of what they mean. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you later, and that's it. Or you dive into them deeply and explore, well, what, what are and we looking at here? Advent themes confused with the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that there is a, an intentional connection. connection between those, whether it's a spiritual or liturgical. But faith is not one of the Advent topics. I've always thought that faith being left out of the Advent is interesting that the choices that have been made through the years yeah who made that decision uh it's hard to know it's probably it's kind of made by the 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 grand committee that is history uh, usage um the uh, writings of folks and the, and the emphases of the scriptures for the lectionary starts with lectionary then all flows from there that's the way i read it anyway it's like we don't even know really where 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 Lent, I mean, should be where advent began uh, mm. it, it, we can poke at it but it seems to have emerged more as a group project mm-hmm. and then in the last i'd say 60 years of american life it has become um common right most of us probably grew up in churches that didn't practice advent mm-hmm. but it has become common for one reason alone. I grew up in such a fundamentalist church that not only did you not recognize Advent, you accused other denominations, yeah, Catholics, uh, Methodists, Presbyterian, yeah. whoever actually did it as something wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, it was, I don't remember the argument, Why are you but doing it, was, that? Yeah. it was almost looked at, it was like it was, a bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Sacrilegious. It's kind of like the ashes at Ash Wednesday. It was almost like it was mm-hmm. so, um, so uh, scripted that you felt like that it was felt like that well, it that's wasn't for so show. Real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're better than that. Right. Which we've there, learned. There's a bias in Baptist life that anything that looks or smells like Catholic. I was going to say yeah. very Catholic is what I grew up um, thinking when I would hear of Advent. I would immediately think of Catholic Church. The irony though is I think even like 50 years ago, 60 years ago, not even a lot of Catholic churches were yeah. doing it. I mean, it was yeah. part of the lectionary, but not a, a actually the form of practice and worship protestants have embraced it for the one simple reason that it is seems to be a kind of spiritual elixir to the gross materialism of the season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it gives us a chance to say whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. this is not just about what you're getting for christmas there are other things going on here and so for me that's that's one of the primary reasons it gives us a we can grab it back right this is our chance to one of the earlier podcasts was is it worth saving well, I don't know. If, I don't know if Christmas is worth saving, but Advent is right. because Advent is such a spiritual emphasis upon those things that really, really matter. So the the first big theme is the first week is, is hope mm-hmm. or prophecy. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your guys' thoughts mm-hmm. about hope? Other than you I know, the the, mis- the a new hope is the subtitle of the first Star Wars movie. 
<laughs> hope you know well, when you hear hope you immediately think of or I do is the, the hope of um better things coming you know and I think we're hopeful for the arrival of Christ and and all that that entails and then when we take that into our personal lives you know we're hopeful we hope for the best we hope you know in Jesus and we always want to sugarcoat that hope you know when you're talking to somebody that's just lost someone um at the holidays you know well I, I hope you have a good haul you know I hope your Christmas is good you know hope you want to fill them with hope but sometimes hope isn't always wrapped in um this chocolate covered you know bubble it's it, it can be hard and it can be just you know you grasping to hope for for what's going to come next and I think sometimes we forget that that hope isn't always just the good things you know you you are hopeful but hoping is hard sometimes too I, I like your your imagery there of hope is wrapped what's wrapped in so we're borrowing that Christmas it's wrapped in beautiful mm-hmm. we had we had a white elephant gift party here last night and one of the jokes was the, the most beautiful wrapped packages had the worst Worst things inside (laughs) of them uh hope is not wrapped i don't think in perfect packaging with a big bow tie Mm. and where it's wrapped where that kind of thing that some people can do where there's no scotch tape used right it's Mm -hmm. all just tucked Mm -hmm. in nice Mm -hmm. i think hope is usually it's wrapped in uh dirty rags Mm -hmm. and hard work and Mm. um bloody knuckles bloody knuckle yeah it's wrapped (laughs) up in it's it's that's where hope is wrapped Mm -hmm. up into i think that that's what i would i'm saying what's it wrapped up it's wrapped up in uh flesh and blood Mm -hmm. well i think if we think relationally and to throw faith in here even though we're talking about advent where faith is we are not not doing the topics but this is a faithless (laughs) christmas contrast it with hope is i think we think relationally we think of faith as i'm I'm trusting in this other person I'm, i'm putting my trust in them in a an open general sense i'm trusting they say they they are who they are i'm kind of getting to know them but hope is more okay i'm gonna trust them step by step when life gets hard i'm going to walk in this relationship when the honeymoon phase is over and it's and it's it's faith is more of a broad topic whereas hope is more of a specific you don't think about having hope per se when life is kind of going the way you kind of want it to Mm -hmm. it's when things aren't good is when okay now can i continue to have that enduring faith um when the odds are kind of against me i guess you could say Mm -hmm. and and you're talking about the the bloody knuckles and stuff it's the the dr- the drudgery of life sometime mm-hmm. being able to keep going, keep going in the midst of that yeah. with the belief that there is something of value mm-hmm. on the other side of it yeah so i think you know oh so hope is wrapped in dirty diapers and mm-hmm. hospital bed linens mm-hmm. um, and it lying in a manger well <laughs> that'll preach uh from a theological perspective but i think in our, in our daily lives those are the places you need the hope the most mm-hmm. is, is the when when the kid's sick right. uh, or won't go to sleep mm-hmm. or when the, the parent is dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the that's where hope is wrapped up in mm-hmm. those issues. Joni, you're just well, you're thinking deeply. Thinking Your Bible's open too. I'm My Bible's open. <laughs> Misty's Bible's open. Joni's Bible's open. My phone is over here. Uh, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. I didn't prepare. I do better when I just don't prepare. So D- that's just Daryl has decided a, I'm just not going <laughs> to prepare. Daryl has a big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> and a coffee and an iPhone. Um, 
what is the C.S. Lewis quote about uh, hurt is our megaphone? No, hurt is not no, our megaphone. No, pain God. is God's megaphone. Pain is God's megaphone. I think about that with hope, thinking about um, it's those when things are the toughest that you that you need the most hope. So when is life the toughest? Um, Give me a list. The toughest parts of life. Death is definitely tough. I mean, we all know that at some point we're going to die. Our loved ones are all going to die. April fifteenth. Why, why are we all so surprised? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> why, you know, why are we all so surprised? Um, so that's tough. Um, things that are unexpected. I think adolescence is tough. I think that the the especially in in our culture, mm-hmm. so much pressure is put upon young people at that time period in their life that that it's really hard your body's changing your mind's changing and you have to make decisions about the rest of your life right then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're one raging hormone and you don't know why mm-hmm. and you're confused and your frontal lobe's not developed mm-hmm. i think that's one of the reasons why we don't we fail at recognizing that as a hard time in life mm-hmm. systemically therefore a lot of young people lose hope mm-hmm. during that time period which mm-hmm. is why you see they walk away from faith mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. commit suicide yes. at higher rates yep. And they make really, really poor choices because they've they've given up on what hope is. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes also with that is the you're you're wrapped up into you have to do something great to be to be great. You know what I mean? So it's like not the hope that you just make it through adolescence and you're a good old kid, but just the hope that oh, I'm gonna you know be a college baseball player mm-hmm. or you know or just to be seen. I'm not forgotten. Yeah. I'm, I'm not alone, and I'm not. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You're human, and your experience is unique to you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you're an outcast or mm-hmm. forgotten. I guess on the mm-hmm. island of broken toys, mm-hmm. misfit toys, misfit <laughs> toys. Get your Christmas so reindeer it was right. In there somewhere, <laughs> the island of misfit <laughs> toys, and that's that's coming later. But yeah. So yeah. how does the yeah. word prophecy work in with that? Which which was it first, hope or prophecy, or were they always a duet. So my understanding, and I, I could be wrong, I'm probably not, but I could be wrong. <laughs> my understanding Five. is is that the theories, <laughs> the, the the themes of, of of the Advent come from the lectionary readings, mm-hmm. and so the lectionary readings for this first week are heavy into prophecy. Um, right now, I'm translating, and I about decided, by the way, next year for during the Advent, I'm gonna I'm gonna preach these passages all oh. four weeks. These um, I'm translating. Peter mm-hmm. and Jude and Revelation. And the, these guys are just throwing prophetic dimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is coming. Uh, every eye is going to see him. All your works will be burned away. I'm, I'm translating these and put on the blog, which nobody's reading. I read um, them. I'm reading. Okay, so you're the two. Yeah. That's good to know. Because <laughs> they should be the numbers. They're very disappointing. You have a blog? <laughs> <laughs> killing me, Smalls. <laughs> But it comes, so I brought my Bible books. I'm one of the key uh, texts in my mind that comes, it's not, I'm not translating it uh, right now, but it's the, it's Isaiah 2. This is, this is like the hope that it all hangs on. And, it, and I wanted to read this. So this is the, 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 the image of Mount Zion at the last. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. And shall be lifted up above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, 
to the house of the God of Jacob, that we may te- that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Mm. For me, this is the one of the, one of those quintessential hope passages mm. in that the images of the future. It hasn't happened yet. It didn't happen in Isaiah's time. And as much as Jesus fulfilled so many prophecies of the Old Testament, this is not one of them. Mm-hmm. This has not happened yet. When when the law of the Lord flows uh, out of Mount Zion and people flow to it, and we have this great moment where war is no more, conflict is gone, all of the things um, are disappear in that regard. Mm-hmm. That's a future I I have hope will happen, and, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a prophecy of a better future, yeah. a better, and and I think that gives you hope because it's it's saying what you're feeling and experiencing right now is not it, right? It's not the end. There is there's more. There's gooder coming, gooder and stuff like that. So I can see that's where the prophecy that's like the and the world hope today, fit together. Not a real word. The world today was not a real word. So the so the the issue that for me, you're right. It is of a better day. But what I love about this, it's still connected to the world I live in. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in heaven. Please do not think I do not believe in heaven because I do very much so. Uh, I believe in the afterlife. I believe in all the spiritual stuff. I believe in um, angels and demons. I mean, I'm, I'm a spiritualist. But because of that, I recognize how easy we can get focused on the end game in that regard. I need hope for the afterlife, but I also must have hope for this life. And so Isaiah 2, for me, does that because it's connected to all the concerns of this world right now, Mm -hmm. that someday the justice will flow, and all the wrongs that are here now will be made right in the context of the way I feel about it right now, Mm -hmm. because I have to have hope now. I can't just think about hope later. I must have hope that things are okay now, even if it doesn't perceive to be okay, right. you gotta look at the bigger picture. You gotta the, allow yourself to look at the bigger picture and not just the the right here. You know, I've one of my frustrations, Misty, in that regard of the bigger picture is, for most of my ministry, I've seen Christians who have hope in eternity, mm-hmm. but they have no hope for right now, mm-hmm. and it breeds a fatalism. Yeah, and, and I, I'm really I'm really wearied of the fatalism that God's people have in the world right now of. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The body doesn't matter. The world doesn't matter. The environment doesn't matter. Uh, teaching your children doesn't matter so much because it's all, what does right. it matter? What We're just living matter? for heaven yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, debt doesn't matter. Um, taking care of your body doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all just, it, this kind of um, platonic nonsense right. of disconnecting the body from the spirit as if you can do such a thing. Well, it's the balance. Don't You have to keep that balance, though, to not only just think of the here and now and not to only think of the there and then, but you have to make a conscious effort and choice to, to think about both. Hope is a choice. It's that hope. I yeah. have yes. a choice right now. My, yes. I choose to engage in hope that, you know, I don't understand everything that the millennials and Gen uh, Y and Z are doing. Right. But you know, when I look at them, I actually, I'm not fatalistic. I have hope 
God's yeah. at work in well, those people. Well, and if we're only thinking about later, then what are we doing here? Like, why are we here? Well, you know, what is our purpose? You said fatalism. My first thought was pride because it almost creates a bunch of people. that. Well, I've got my fire insurance. I've right. checked the box. I prayed the prayer. What about you? Are you mm-hmm. Where are you going when you die? And it, and then it, I'm, it gives us a sense of security. And so I can just kind of be back. however I want to be in the world. I can be not, mean. I can yeah. be spiteful, hateful because I'm in. And I if mean. you're not in, then Sorry to hell you. with you, I guess. Yeah. And it creates that almost an arrogance, I mm-hmm. guess, about Literally, it. I think, to hell with you. I think that, that, yeah, that's why I said it, yeah. The, one of my issues with, um, for example, creation care, coming out of the 70s and 80s, most evangelical Christians were so wrapped up in the prophecy movement mm-hmm. of Jesus is coming like next mm-hmm. week yeah. that they said to themselves collectively out loud, because Jesus is coming, it doesn't matter about taking care of the environment. Right. In fact, there was a, 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 a kind of a train of thought. If we destroy it, what we're just making there? the way forward well, for when Christ comes back. I remember working with someone who once, uh, it was when all the keep Texas beautiful and keep Blanco beautiful and keep Marble Falls beautiful, all these things were, were popping Blanco's up. Blanco's going to require some work. It, it does, <laughs> but... But it was about having a trash off day and clean. And I, and I remember, whoa, 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 whoa! We called it trash off. <laughs> yeah, you have a trash off. I've never heard. Really? Oh, a trash off. Trash off. Yeah. That's yeah. not. That can't be a thing. I, you just you have a trash that. off day. A no, trash I, off. I, I don't know. It's where you go around and pick up trash. But there was uh, <laughs> someone. We get the trash off. There was someone who. Which call it trash uh, off? Trash off. A pas- One, two, three, four. Trash off. <laughs> Anyway, there was a pastor who basically was like, I, I'm not interested in that. I don't care about making the world a better, a prettier place for people to go to hell from. Yeah. I mean, that was his oh, attitude. And that's well. fatalism. And it sounds very super spiritual. Like, well, I'm so focused on whatever, but it's it's cold and mm-hmm. mean and rude and dismissive. And, oh, okay, those people are going to really be drawn to you know, to your church or your whatever. But he that. did draw some people because that, that actually or, strokes... Yeah. A certain group of people, we know, like, for example, from politicians and other leaders, there's a group of people out there who have a fatalistic bent. And if you can get into it, racism pours from this, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, bigotry pours from this fatalistic perspective that you guys are all awful and there's nothing I can do to redeem or fix this. So I'm just going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. It's an awful place to be. So Jesus' ministry, when he comes and it it gives record of everything that he did, I mean, that should speak volumes to us. You know, we're supposed to follow his example and do the things that he did in order, you know, in addition, you know. Um, what, like care about people? Care about people, nice? compassionate, no. love? empathy, love, wow. go to them, share the gospel, you know. So d- that's You mean like hold a child in his midst and say you must have faith like one of these? Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. See, that's the opposite of the fatalism. I, I always think about Jesus in that moment. When I hear older folks, and I'm I, sometimes it comes out of my mouth, and I hate it when it does. That the whole those kids doing those things and the stuff, and they're mm-hmm. just so that that's the opposite of right. what Jesus tells us to do. He yeah. doesn't say, you know, when you see a child belittle and mock them, right, yeah. uh, or pull them out of worship service so they don't uh, make any noise. Yeah, it doesn't say any of that. Those are the exact opposites. I mean, of what Jesus he says. got heckled all the time. I, I get heckled too, so <laughs> usually from my family Heckle. members. That's a well, great word. Well, you know, I had a thought um, about the whole bringing the faith back into it, but you're talking about uh, a process in the, in the 
fitness world and the weight loss world, the phrase trust the process is used a lot. And mm-hmm. people either embrace it or they hate it. I mm-hmm. use that phrase when I make <coughs> biscuits, just trust the process. Well, and um, I, I heard a great definition of faith as being a byproduct of getting to know someone. The more you get to know someone, the more you know whether you can trust them or not. And so it, it becomes a, by, a byproduct of, of knowledge, of just interaction. But trust, or excuse me, hope like you said, it's so, so let's say someone explains and I hate diets. I hate fad diets. I'm a calories in calories out guy to weight loss, but you got all these things. You hear someone give a spiel about here's, here's how, if you want to lose weight, here's how you do it. Blah, blah, blah. You hear the plan. You get to know the plan. You're like, I trust it. So I'm going to have faith in that plan. Okay. That's step one. Step two is okay. Now stick with it. Day one, day two, day 15, are you going to continue to trust that process yeah. to get to where where right. you where you want to go Discipline. because it's not going to be easy mm-hmm. in in the middle of it and that's I, I see this the distinguish distinguishment between <laughs> faith and hope is is one is a little less involved maybe and the other one is all right we gotta pull up our bootstraps <laughs> <laughs> i'm just throwing all kinds of in mean, my brain i'm fried right i'm now. just being anyway. quiet i'm just wait, you're just doing a great job <laughs> over there so anyway hope hope is the, the it's all part and parcel of the thing yeah. and nt right doesn't he talk a lot oh about she just threw Sorry. out nt right <laughs> <laughs> i love him um I got a he doesn't know you exist cr- he does not that's okay um so doesn't he talk a lot about how um, they wouldn't. The early Christians wouldn't have been thinking necessarily about heaven being something far off. It's the kingdom of heaven is, is here and now. And I think so many Sounds times like we <laughs> we separate it and we think, okay, I'm going to do this for now, but this is you know not good for later. And I I think my mansion over the hilltop. D- Dallas Willard's take on that is a little different than N.T. Wright's. Dallas is Willard is more of a God has given us the here and now that we must be careful stewards of. I think Dallas Willard would be probably more, uh, he still has a pretty good feeling of between now is not the same as later. Mm-hmm. Whereas N.T. Wright sees more of a continuity that the later will look more like now mm-hmm. than we're, than we're mm-hmm. comfortable with. Um, such that heaven is where you got, heaven is, for, I think if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm right about, if I'm right about right, mm-hmm. <laughs> that what he argues basically is that Heaven is the waiting spot. Mm-hmm. At some point, the resurrection will take place, and that's what we're really all about. Mm-hmm. And the resurrection, you'll get new bodies, but they'll have similar characteristics to these. It'll be the same basic world, but renewed. Mm-hmm. New Jerusalem. New on Jerusalem earth. on mm-hmm. earth. And so there's no, his idea of heaven is not in the heavens. Right. Well, his idea is it's this earth, but it's been renewed. What I remember of Dallas Willard um, was that. He he says it's like it's closer. The kingdom of heaven is a as a presence, like it's closer than the air you breathe. It exists right here and now. It's and it's and it's more of a, like a mindset. If you're under a certain king's rule, there's there's a way of living. There's a way of doing it. And so the kingdom of heaven for believers now is: Am I living in this present moment as if God is the one who's in charge? Am I doing it in as as he would have done as you were talking about as mm-hmm. Je- as jesus lived that was living out the kingdom of heaven and it's not so much a a, a a time 
or a place as much as kind of like a, a way of living. Well, yeah. I yeah. agreed, but I still think what Willard is doing, I, again, I could be wrong. I think what Willard is doing is we must work to keep a spiritual mindset in this physical world, and that's right. how we do it. Right. And then later we'll just be in a, in a spiritual world. Okay. Yeah. Whereas what Wright is saying, that later spiritual world will be a lot more physical than you think it's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to yeah, be nearly yeah, yeah. as spiritual as you want it to be. Or as you think it is now. Well, and I've always heard it said this way. If the, you know, we've got the Garden of Eden, and we've got this description of all these colors and these animals and these this vegetation and all all of this world. Colors? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, we're, we're colors. Animals, I remember colors. Well, I'm just saying if, if you're And God brought forth brown and said, <laughs> here is brown. Here's brown. Here's some, I don't remember. What day of creation was the color I didn't day? say it was I a day. I don't day of creation. I got animals. I got stars. I got, I got fish. So when you heard or read the, the, the story of creation, do you see it in black and white? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it said he created colors. I'm saying there's obviously colors that existed. <laughs> and God brought forth Topaz. I feel like I'm being mocked. Fusion. Salmon. Um, my point I'm trying to make, Adam, dear listener. Adam couldn't name the color salmon because Eve wasn't there yet and only <laughs> Eve can see salmon. What if Adam was colorblind? <laughs> that explains a lot. He didn't know that was the forbidden fruit. That's right. He couldn't see the color. That's my game changer. point. Adam was colorblind. <laughs> My I point is, idea. we've got this beautiful description of, of the Garden Eden? of Eden. <laughs> I'm going to talk to y'all who are listening and let them talk I'm amongst listening. themselves. Um, Welcome to youth group. <laughs> but then my whole life growing up, all of these descriptions of heaven did sound very black and white and sterile. And it's like all of these things that God created and thought was good enough for, for Eden and earth and animals and plants and no colors and all of these things. <laughs> Why is all of a sudden the description of heaven sound less than that? You know, it, it sounds, sounds like way more boring than. So I just not to go back to what I'm working on, but back to what I'm working on. <laughs> this morning, I translated this scene from Revelation 4. And the way the, 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 the John tells it, so the he says a door opened up in heaven, and the door had been opened. And so he didn't open the door. <laughs> it, it, had. it had been opened. It's passive <laughs> participle uh, kind of word. So it's the, it had been opened, perf- perfect passive participle. It had, and he says, and then I saw one sitting on a throne. Just say who it is. Just I saw one, some, some, some thing, someone on a throne. And, uh, it was encircled mm-hmm. by a rainbow that mm-hmm. looked like an emerald. Was it a black mm-hmm. and white rainbow? What does that look like? Yeah. What is, yeah. How a, do you even explain how that? How does a rainbow... How do you even visualize I, that? I, I, it took me 10 <laughs> minutes to... How do you translate that? Because yeah. <laughs> there's no great English words uh-uh. that say a rainbow, rainbow that looks, looks like, like an emerald. emerald. It, hmm. a rainbows don't look like an emerald. <laughs> they look like a rainbow, and an <laughs> emerald looks like a... Is it a greenish <laughs> rainbow? Is it an Irish <laughs> rainbow? What is this? Anyway, yeah. it, back to your point, I think it's the hugeness of heaven <laughs> and the grandness of <laughs> it. That's hope. That's one level of hope. Mm-hmm. But if that's all I have, mm. if I don't maintain hope for life now, then I feed into a fatalism that I'm only living for that moment. Yeah. But I'm and also living for now. I'm hoping that at some point, even though it won't happen completely until the end of a- the ages, that, that peace can be had now. Mm-hmm. We can, if we can't beat all the swords into plowshares, maybe we can, I don't know, some of them? Mm-hmm. 
Right. Some of the swords, yeah. maybe not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. If we if we can't have complete justice in this world, can we have a little bit? Some, can we still yeah. work for mm-hmm. some justice, Something? such yeah. that I have hope that I'm participating in the ways of God now? Mm-hmm. I hate that I've kind of hijacked this whole thing, but I'll be quiet for mm-hmm. a minute, you guys. <laughs> well, are we still in hope, or we have no. have we moved towards peace we're now? Well, we can move to peace. Transition into peace. How, how, we're twenty minutes into this, right? We're 27 minutes into this. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. I was going to comment at 11 and say we've surpassed 11, but you were <laughs> deep in a point. <laughs> no, there's no point. The, it's 10 minutes or four hours. Yeah. So we did. Well, we well we've, disti- we've distilled the gospel, and I say we because I've been a part of the system that it's is, all is your broken fault. of getting to heaven and avoiding hell. And so we've literally made it about if you believe that this this statement, this statement, and this statement, you get eternal life and you avoid hell. And so the gospel has become, how can I protect? It's self self serving. Mm-hmm. It's how can well, I got my fire insurance? It's me. It's all, yeah. And I don't want to go to heaven today because I want to enjoy Earth now. But heaven's this place that I'm at least right. not. It's not hell. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's it. That's their whole like you said, fatalistic. That's their whole. Right. Um, motivation yeah. for, for living has you hear these verses about love, ju- justice, and mercy, and walk humbly with your God. What, what is that? No, I, I'm going to heaven. Right. You know, and but what leads up to that? What leads up to us to to salvation and the knowing that we're going to go to heaven? I think about my dad, and he's not a Christ follower. Um, he calls me to pray for him, you know, but he doesn't believe in God. Because he has some level of hope. Because he's got some hope. He Misty knows God. She's, you know, they're, they're buds, so I'm going to get her to pray for me. So if I come out and ask my dad, Dad, you, dad when you die, don't you want to go to heaven? So what about all th- everything that leads up to that? You know, his relationship with Jesus and, and all the experience. You're experience. missing the peace now. Yeah, where, yeah. where mm-hmm. is that? If you're just on your deathbed, you know, the, the thief on the cross— of course, that's a that's a great example in the Bible right. that you know you don't have to live this long life for Christ in order to go to heaven. But at the same time, but if you just make it about yeah. going to heaven, but would he have been the thief on the cross if he would have lived his life for Jesus? Yeah, you know and what I mean. What's the? Why are we here? What is what is our purpose? If we're gonna be, you know, Jesus is gonna save our souls, and then we just sit in the closet and never experience any of that. You know, I think I think your job is to, and, and I'd be careful here because I, my experiences with this are colored through my own family, um, my mom and my father. But so your father clearly has some level of hope, because mm-hmm. every act of prayer is an act of hope. Yeah, that that someone is listening mm-hmm. and that things can get better. That's why one of the reasons why I believe in a supernatural aspect of the world. If I didn't believe things could change because of a spiritual decision, I would never pray. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's one of the actions you pray. So he has that level of hope and that God is at work in him, even if he will not admit it or use the words we understand. And this is where I'm really wrestling with. I, I think that we've so codified what it means to follow Jesus that... It's, it's become a magic formula mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that the Gospels, quite honestly, don't teach. Mm-hmm. You don't see a sinner's prayer in right. the Bible. Right. You don't see a admit, believe, and confess mm-hmm. ABCs that we teach the children in the Bible. I'm not against those. I think those are great places to start from a, a pedagogical place. Right. 
But pastorally, mm-hmm. I know God's at work in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And there are things going on that I can't get my, because his ways are not my ways and his thoughts are not my mm-hmm. thoughts. And he's judging things on a completely different wavelength than I am. It is not black and white in that there's color. There's color. And the color's not gray. <laughs> uh, the, so I, 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 so for me, I think there's, that's where my hope is that even though from a, a numbers perspective, the Christian movement is dwindling mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. There's fewer people going to church. There's fewer baptisms. There's uh, less interest and being aligned with uh, what would be called um, institutional religion in general. Even though those are all true, I'm actually more hopeful for the future because even though that's true, I think God's working at a level different Mm -hmm. than the institutions that we have built for years now that gives me hope. Which for Advent, I think Advent is a great expression of these things because you use the words, you have the scripture, there's candle. These are symbolic actions Mm -hmm. to describe what we all know is happening, but we don't have the words. Well, who did Jesus minister to? Mm -hmm. All of the people that the institutional system said weren't worthy. Mm -hmm. That's the crowds. That's the people that... Exactly. um, and that's where his whole movement exists. And I, I agree with exists. you. It still exists. It still exists. Well, right. And I, I, I agree with you that um, I think that just because statistically on paper something looks like it's dwindling, that doesn't mean the move of God is, is necessarily dwindling. I still believe in the church. And I still yep. believe that church is God's plan for reaching the ages. But I think because church in America has abdicated its response to use the, the translations I've been doing from Revelation. I think God has removed the lampstand mm-hmm. from a lot of the, what we would call church today, and now he's moving, he's working outside of that structure because he's always going to call to himself a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would say this is a good place to maybe break. Let We've Kelly give us some good stuff. I'm and five, uh, I've, got, I've got, I'm only like, Five percent through my material. Oh, you're gonna have to hurry up. I was gonna okay. suggest we take a break and let Misty kick off part two with peace, peace. the way she uh, shared it yesterday in worship. So. Peace. Well, uh, here's Kelly. We'll be right back in just All a minute. You are listening to Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church located in Marble Falls. We would love for you to join us for worship. Visit our website for worship times at fmf.life. Do you have questions or suggestions on future topics for Under the Water Tower? We would love to hear them. Send us an email to office at fmf.life. If you like what you hear and would like to support this ministry, visit fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Thanks, Kelly. Um, Kelly. Kelly's awesome. The Kellinator. Awesome. I know. So Kelly, 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 now Kelly, we're Kelly, back Kelly, Kelly, for Kelly, our Kelly, second. Kelly, 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 <laughs> Kelly. Do you get that reference, Tony? <laughs> nope. Uh, Terminator, yeah. That's not Terminator. No, it's not Terminator. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, there's no Kelly in Terminator. <laughs> well, I don't know. No, no. Woody Harrelson. Kelly, 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 nope. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Nothing. Woody Harrelson. Cheers. Cheers, Ted Danson. <laughs> Kelly, 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 Kelly. I mean, I've watched Cheers, but no. Of course, Kirstie Alley was the worst. It wasn't. Okay, yeah, we, we talked about right. speeding up here, so we've already okay. killed Kelly two minutes so talking about Kelly. Kelly. We're, in, we're talking about Advent. We've talked about hope, and so now we're going to transition into peace. And there's not a lot of peace around and here. Yesterday just, yeah, was the Peace Sunday in worship, and 
Misty did an excellent job elaborating on the topic. So, well, Misty, tell so, us about peace. It's so vast. There's so much there when you start to try to narrow it down in, you know, just a couple of minutes. But, um, you know, Advent is is a reminder for us about the, you know, that glorious peace that comes with Christ's first coming. And it anticipates that full restoration of um, that'll, you know, accompany his return. And so I think for us during Advent, remembering that peace that the Holy Spirit gives us now, as well as kind of what you're talking about earlier with the balance of the now and then, um, you know, it is we also have to remember that the Messiah, you know, when he was promised in the Old Testament, he's he brings that peace now, but then also, you know, in, in well, and we talked about coming. wrestling through hope. You know, it's the treasury, 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 the tough times, um, and having peace in the midst of that. You know, yes. I think of having his presence when he came, Emmanuel, God with us was we don't have a high priest who doesn't understand what we're going through because he suffered through it as well. And so when you're (laughs) trying to hold on to hope in those hard times, it makes me think of the fact that, again, we're not alone, but we can actually (sighs) take a deep breath every now and then. And, you know, we sang it as well with my soul yesterday. And that song is just, uh, it's hard to ever get tired of that song. We're just talking about in the midst of the storm, I can still have a sense of peace. Yes. And peace is, you know, it's, for us, it's beneficial. But then once we allow that peace, we're able to be, you know, transfer that peace on to someone else too. So it's not only for our benefit, but then for that of others as well. And I think about like true peace that only comes from God. I remember Mm -hmm. a time in my life when I was going through just a rotten time and I was having one of those like yesterday (laughs) (laughs) this morning it wasn't today is monday today is monday (laughs) it was one of those like yesterday god it it wasn't yesterday it was like god do you even hear me like are Mm -hmm. you even listening i heard you say that yesterday (laughs) did you hear me say that yesterday (laughs) (laughs) that's a youth youth do you even hear me (laughs) me? Um, can you hear me now i'm here i'm here how about this but i was going through such a tough time in my life and um it was just one of those like like, are you even listening? Like, have you completely forgotten who I am? And, mm. you know, and you're trying to hold on to that hope. And I remember sitting um, in the deer stand where I do most of my deep thinking. Can you have peace when you're in the deer stand waiting to shoot something dead? Well, yes. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure we can, we're on the same page. And then there's this just spectacular sunset. And it was at that moment. Like, I remember the sunset. I remember mm-hmm. the moment. And it was like God Look like saying, an emerald. <laughs> emerald <laughs> rainbow coming down. What color? Um, it was <laughs> what color? Emerald rainbow. The villain in my next book will be named Daryl. <laughs> Daryl <laughs> Salmonbeck. <laughs> That's good stuff. And then it was just like God. Like I'm going to have to read that. <laughs> in Philippians 4, 7 says, um, And the peace of God which suppresses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and I think you know that was one of those moments where it's like okay this is peace that has just come from God and yes you know we don't understand it we don't understand it we don't understand it I think we try to put it in our own words and we try to figure out God in our own words Mm -hmm. and we're just we're not capable of Mm -hmm. figuring him out well we always try to compare ourselves you know to him 
and I, that never worked. I think the thing that sometimes bothers me about that, the, the, when people use it as a cliche, the it's well, it's just a piece you just don't understand or whatever. It's like, well, sometimes I would like a piece I can understand, and I think I have had moments when I felt just beyond frustrated, and I'm like, God, I need you to remind me what grace looks mm-hmm. like. I need you to say something that I will get. And I feel that there are times when something happens in the tangible world. Mm-hmm. It may be something simple, like my something phone battery s- charged faster yeah. than, you know, I need, I mean, it, 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 it or you something know, whatever. somebody says oh, to you. We've yeah. determined our yeah. spirituality based <laughs> on how fast our phone charges. I just want to make the point I that, doomed. I just want to make <laughs> the I still have one of the old cords that doesn't charge fast. You and need I a new cord. I'll add well, it to Kim, my list Every time I get a new cord, Kim takes it. Confiscates it. She gets all the good cords and she's like, well, I've charged mine in 15 minutes. Well, that's because I have the, that's my I, cord. Have the <laughs> I have the cord that came with the iPhone 3 over here, so <laughs> I'm still eating. Anyway, but but my my point is is I do believe he does speak to us in ways that are unique to us that help remind us that he's with us and mm-hmm. that there is that that gives us that peace because mm-hmm. then what happens is it's given me a peace in a way that I'll understand it. You may not understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a way that he can work in all of our lives un- uniquely rather than this this are overarching i'm using right. my hands can y'all see me using my hands in oh, this podcast well that's <laughs> why it's a personal like a rainbow of emeralds <laughs> that's why it's a personal relationship it's right. because we're i'm not going to always understand your relationship with him you're not going to understand mine you know and, and i just want to make the point when someone's struggling how often we go to oh well god will just give you a piece that passes understanding no it was like five and years that's a cop out like that i had been struggling mm-hmm. you know it wasn't it didn't come it didn't come inst- instantly, and it is a cop out. Yeah. A lot of times, we don't have the words to say, so we're like, "Oh, uh, yeah, God's gonna give you that peace." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's pick at this. Go, you I, you took a you took a deep breath. Say, oh, I was just gonna say a while ago that um, you know, peace is one of the highest forms of of happiness because when you're peaceful, and we learn how to lean in and allow the peace of the Holy Spirit to calm our souls and soothe us um that is true happiness well happiness is the yeah. next level yeah that's joy next that's the next i think that is happiness well see and now now, now you're back to talking about that whole the the, the christian faith actually is, is something that we do in our daily lives in Every a normal day. tangible way exactly. really i think that there is a you asked about the the, the um, origin of these themes my, my sense is that there's a, a progression to them. Mm-hmm. So hope leads to peace, which then leads to joy. Mm-hmm. And now you can recognize true love at mm-hmm. the end. But before we move on to joy, I want to pick at peace. I know I said we got to speed these up, but I'm, I'm, to, I'm tapping <laughs> the brakes. We're at 40 minutes. I'm We're tapping okay. right now. <laughs> I'm tapping the brakes. Tap them lightly. On peace. So the, the, the thing I think Joni's talking about, she said five years. It took her five years to get there. So peace is not... Peace does not come just all at once in and of itself. It peace can only be recognized and celebrated as the the conclusion to a conflict. Mm-hmm. I have a, a at least one good sermon on this that comes from uh, Psalm eighty five ten, righteousness and peace have kissed, and, and I love that imagery mm-hmm. uh, that they that they they. That they're caught up in the moment, and they have this intimate exchange. And I use a, a picture from the end of World War II VJ Day in Times Square where they announced that 
We've just the Japan has the Empire of Japan has surrendered, and the people just they get so caught up. And this sailor grabs this woman. I think she's dressed in a nurse's uniform, mm-hmm. and just puts a big old kiss on her. They did not know each other. They were not romantically involved, but just the celebration of of peace that had come so swept up. It's, it's such a visual image of when we get the the peace kiss. Uh, but that could only be celebrated because. The conflict was so great. I mm-hmm. mean, World War Two had come to an end. This is the, this this is World War Two was horrible. Mm-hmm. So many people died in devastation and destruction from from Pearl Harbor to concentration camps to firebombing to nuclear uh, weapons at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. All of the Iwo Jima, all of these mm-hmm. these horrible horrible battles had come to an end. And only when you come through that can you experience peace. And I, I really think that in the Christian life, if I may use this analogy, we try to get people to peace without the struggle and the conflict. Mm-hmm. We want to comfort them before they actually have anything from which they need to be comforted. Because we've, t- we've peace is something that comes from my salvation experience with Jesus. But but I can't celebrate it until I've Without done the, the struggle. battle, the yeah. struggle with Jesus. Well, and I have to tell you, I've mm-hmm. gone to the mat with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until you've gone, gone to the mat, yes. Jacob wrestling with the yeah. angel and he walks up with a limp, I yeah. completely get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Misty, you're shaking your head. I do too. Oh, I can resonate with everything you're saying. And just joy comes in the morning. You know, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And that's what it reminds me of with hope. You can be hopeless, you know, and and for a day, for five years, for a long time, we're going through these trials. But yeah, that then night can be really long. That <laughs> night can be when is, long. When is the morning actually? And you don't you lose your way and you lose your sight and you just you're you know. But then, joy and that peace breaks through. And when it comes through, that's when you know that God is real and He's there and He does not ever leave us. Or well, it's us. almost like these build on each other. It's almost like the hope is the wrestling, mm-hmm. and then the the peace comes and then the joy is the outpouring of the peace. Well, I'm thinking of the imagery of a caterpillar caterpillar metamorphosizing oh, we into a, a butterfly. It, it ha- and then we the, read the that yesterday. The Sorry. The the story <laughs> of the of someone supposedly <laughs> Uh, a butterfly was trying where to come out. Where is Thumpkin? Where <laughs> is Thumpkin? Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> That's sorry. That's one it's been a week. It's one for the ages. <laughs> it's Monday. But anyway, We're some scientist or whatever tacos. was trying to cut the cut the cocoon and help them help the butterfly out, and then the it's butterfly. It's a chrysalis. A cocoon chrys- makes a moth. Thank you. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> she's correct. I believe you. I just you threw me there. Um, because anyway, the caterpillar died the because apparently a butterfly needs the struggle to push the yeah. blood out mm-hmm. into or and the, the whatever out into the wings they to need become the a butterfly. They need because when they're in the cocoon, when they're I'm talking about the actually coming out of it. It's a it's a it's a laborious process, but it forces right the beauty, which is like mm-hmm. what you were saying. But the hope time. and the peace, the struggle. Yeah. You can't just leap frog straight to joy right and when we would actually um so you fake joy oh, you fake joy when we would watch the the butterflies go through metamorphosis or the caterpillars go through metamorphosis in the classroom um it was always the students wanted to help the butterfly mm-hmm. at that point but they have to dry their wings on their own and they have to do the pumping action on their own like you can't do it for them 
and I think your knowledge of metamorphosis is, is actually quite um, impressive. Scary. No, it's <laughs> impressive. It's almost like you were a teacher. <laughs> but but award-winning teacher. Award-winning. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the same thing with this. Like you can't do it for someone else. You can hope for it for someone else. You can want it for someone else. You can pray for them. You can pray yeah. for them. You can't can sit do with it them. For them. In it. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it for them. They have to do the yes. hoping. They have to have the peace. Right. They have to. And so have if, the if I can take that into church ministry a little bit, because that's mm-hmm. kind of what we do around here. Um, I think a lot of churches, what they do is they only live in joy. And they don't allow for the, the, the conflict. Uh, the best sermons, I think, are the sermons that create spiritual conflict inside Tension. the hearer. Tension. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Healthy conflict. And then doesn't try and release it with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. That's why you know, Lent is such a big deal. People get really wound up at Lent, especially like Good Friday. I have sat through some really bad Good Friday services because the preacher or the church can't help themselves. <laughs> they Gotta have to get to Easter, to Easter <laughs> Sunday on Good Friday. You can't, can't do, do that. You run you it. You, you need to live with that for three days yeah. before you get to Easter because the, the darkness is a part of what we live in. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have to wrestle with that. And, mm-hmm. and a good church and a good ministry will allow... Um, and as a culture, we're not as a What's the word you li- use? The fancy word you use all the liminal, liminal the space. I was just thinking about that. Liminal. I knew you were. That's why I we could turn feel. Off the I could feel the word in your brain. <laughs> liminal <laughs> space for mm-hmm. folks to work through their own spiritual conflict, mm-hmm. and then when they come out on the other side and, get, and have peace. Well, and what I didn't even know until I studied it some more is like I uh, knew. Uh, you probably <laughs> did. Is that liminal <laughs> space is is often an art or photography term. Because it's 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 pictures or images of things like hallways or doorways or pathways, these spaces that take you from one place yeah, to the other. Get out. They're a picture of the mi- the, the the process, the, the 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 journey itself, if you will. It's not the beginning or the end. It's the well. Think it's about the in between. You want to play for a minute? Well, we got um, about let's, let's nineteen play. to go. I'm making it. Let's play. So. Most older homes had lots of liminal spaces. Mm-hmm. You had an entryway and you had hallways with rooms on the side of Long them. Long hallways. Long hallways. Even if it was a smaller house, you still had a hallway. I remember the first homes we lived in uh, as a child and and uh, the ones that Kim and I lived in when we first got married. Most homes now, though, talk about the open concept. Mm-hmm. There are no liminal spaces. Right. Everything, you go from one room directly into another room with no in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Kitchen and the living like room are your, your mental image smelled like bomb Paneling balls. and yeah. shag yeah. carpet. Dark. <laughs> Dark. And, that, and the, um, the stuff on the ceilings, the popcorn, the popcorn ceilings with glitter yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, and you can touch the ceiling. <laughs> That's right. Because yeah. it's super I, low. Well, I can't. Well, I, no, I'm can. about to say neither one of y'all can. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm talking about here, though, is the the architecture reflected, I think, the predisposition of the need to transition from one room to another. Even if they weren't thinking that through, they built homes mm-hmm. and they built spaces that way. I can't go from one room to the other without some in-between time to get ready to go right. from one room to right. the other. Now we're yeah. going into the living room. We are going right. to relax here. Now we're going into the In our architecture today, we just jump from one room to the oh. other without that in-between space. Yeah. That's the way everything is built. Even churches are built that way. And so our mental map of our mind doesn't contain liminal spaces mm. for transition, but yet we're spiritually wired. We need the 
the liminal space. I mean, it, the, the quintessential moment of that is Elijah in the cave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that is liminal space for him to figure out who he is, what he's doing, and what God's saying to him. He could not have done that without the space mm-hmm. separated. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's, stuff, yeah. that's what we forget during the busy holidays, too, is we need that time alone. You know, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, whatever, we need that time alone with just us and the Lord. You know, I think that's vital when it comes to this, the busy time. The liminal space of our daily yes. lives. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree with that completely. So we've moved from peace to joy. Um, a joyless Christian is someone I really don't want to spend much time with, but there's way too many of them. Mm. Uh, one of my favorites, you mentioned C.S. Lewis already, Joy is the serious business of heaven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love that quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely love that quote. So How many people are on the other side of that, though? To fake joy. Fake joy. It's you the, know. well, I think it's like you're saying, it's almost like people like, I'm supposed to be joyful. I didn't go through the suffering and the liminal space to, to let some of that flourish out. And so it's like taking... Um, a, a plant you plant the seed the seed dies and then the sprout and then you get the fruit the blossom it's it's almost like um, we've taken the plant and we tried to take fake fruit and tie it to the tree and say "Ooh, I've got an orange tree or a lemon tree or whatever and and you get this people that just slap on a smile or slap on so if I had it I would have like I would hang an apple and a banana <laughs> and an orange all on the same tree just to mess people up. <laughs> well, I think people kind of do that. Well, and they, then I, if I were a true megachurch pastor, I would do that to this fake joy tree, apple, banana, orange, and then say, I'm the greatest scientist in the world <laughs> when all I've done is sewed it on. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ooh, I'm dropping dimes over here. Preach. But you know what? Those are the people that they don't deal with their issues and, and later, you know, all that stuff eventually comes up it explodes out whenever you don't allow the lord to work and i think there's two reasons for things. it i think there's some of them that are trying to intentionally disguise something and i think there are others who don't feel safe enough to say i don't feel joy mm-hmm. i'm struggling and you're everyone else around many, me you're giving them too much credit mm-hmm. it's neither so? one of those they're play acting yeah they're filling a role there's there's not authentic spirituality they're right. playing a role they're doing at church so you go to the you go to the movies you watch the movie you go to the football game, you cheer. You go to the grocery store, you complain. You go to church, you complain. But then you <laughs> go to the church and you you put the fake joy on. Mm-hmm. Ah, cause that's what you do at church. Yeah. And then you try and convince everyone that you have it when there's actually no. Uh, it's the form of godliness, but by denying the again, power of I, I indict the church in many ways because that's what we've created. You, you you can indict the church, but in many regards, if I may, we're just giving them what they want. I mean, it pits. It, it, that's a, that's what people would rather be. Well, shallow. sure, sure, sure. Oh, I agree. Because then they don't have to be the the it's breakthrough. Easier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about I'm that. I'm gonna wear easiness. my church hat. I'm gonna wear my. It's hard. You know, it's hard to do the right thing, and it's hard to, you know, put your own desires down and allow the Lord to come in and allow Him to be lord over your life and to do the things that you know you're supposed to do and not the things you want to do and i think also people think if i'm struggling if i'm not showing that joy then that's showing that i'm not walking with god Mm -hmm. and it it can be you can be both you can be walking with god but it can also be a struggle we're so concerned about looking like we walk with god that we're not actually walking with with god God. i'll never forget one time and i oh y'all know me i'm always smiling i'm always laughing and you're a fraud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no. Oh, I wouldn't say that. But one day I was walking. Fake it's when joy. I worked at the school, and I was walking from the nurse's station going somewhere. And I was deep in thought. I was on a mission, and I was walking. And one of the mothers that I was friends with, she called my name, and I turned around, and she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm headed down the hallway here. She said, I think this is the first time I've ever seen you that you didn't have a smile on your face. And I said, really you know and that's always stuck with me and so for me you know I smile and I always am very cheerful and joyful and I try to be super encouraging but then when she said that to me it immediately made me think well do I just do that just for show you know is that people do people not think that you know I'm a real person that I hurt that I have hard days because I don't let a lot of people see that side of of who I am you know, and I think that's detrimental, too. And from that point on, it's caused me to be more transparent to people. I had something similar happen to me. Um, I was I was walking down the hallway. I was on a mission. But I had, had some really good news. So I was smiling. And I felt pretty good about things. And someone said, hey, Jamie, I don't think I've ever seen you smile before. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. Of course I'm lying. You're lying. <laughs> Are you a lion or a tiger? What are you? An otter? Uh, I'm an otter. <laughs> I'm, so, the, so you asked the question about happiness and joy. This is one of my big issues. Do you think they're the same thing? Um, I think joy is more from the inside. I think happiness is something from the outside. I feel like this is a trick question I because like you preached on this. I did preach on this. <laughs> I feel like, well, we'll see and you made them more comparative than we tend to. You, you, like you said there's, an, uh, if I remember correctly, that there was an element of, of that joy isn't just as shallow as we think yeah, it is. Yeah, my argument is that they're synonyms so for each So see, other. I listen. Uh, you're the only one because she <laughs> failed miserably. Apparently I didn't. <laughs> you're in children's church or something. Oh, she probably was actually she working really was, hard. Yeah. So the no the the issue is that people get with talent, they get really tied up about, is they want to say joy comes from my like, inside and my spiritual condition that is not necessitated by my temporary surroundings. So I, it, it can be rainy outside and miserable, but I can still have Christian joy, which is true. I don't say that's not true. What I argue is, is that we make a, a false dichotomy that that's different than happiness, mm -hmm. and that happiness actually is a, a, an akinness to joy, and that we can be happy either way. Right. We, we make a, like, the world's happy, but I've got joy. So now you don't want to be happy? Mm -hmm. I think we've, we've kind of, we've made joy a stern kind mm -hmm. of joy. I think that's another, man, as soon as you say that, I, every podcast I'm, I'm triggered by something, and I'm just thinking back to my childhood. Of I'm, hearing, just, I'm just doing this I've, for me. I'll send you a bill that will, that will increase <laughs> my joy. You're triggering me. You're not healing me. No. Um, you must have the conflict <laughs> yeah, before you can lady. have the peace. There you go. Well, there but no, it's like we have to have something that's ours. So we're going to take joy and we're going to say the world has happiness, but then we're going to downplay it and say happiness is just based on your Please. happiness. It's just temporary. And Please. so ours is better and you can be happy, but you're not really joyful, you heathen, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm like, so I can imagine that's probably why I thought the very same way until really that's why it stuck with me when you preached that i was like because i had always separated them mm -hmm. as, as two different things it sounds right mm -hmm. right but then the problem is then you see someone who's not a christian mm -hmm. doesn't know jesus have complete joy in whatever they're doing yeah. and you cannot follow jesus and have absolute joy right, that's right. the difference is is that our joy is rooted in eternity. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there, again, there's a difference between where it comes from, but to kind of say happiness and joy 
are two different Separate, things really yeah. seems um, you're pushing you're pushing words to do things right. words weren't meant to do. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm it's happy. almost like if someone were to preach a sermon on the prodigal son and then really go Stop. off on moms because <laughs> <Stop> mom. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, I think it's more like uh, uh, because I'm happy. Dun, 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 dun. Like a room, like with, a room with no roof, yeah. whatever that means. <laughs> I wish I could sing. I I, I have so many Me songs. Too. I just wish I could Me sing. Too. We've got to wrap this up because Fishback's head's going to explode. We need to talk about love. No, love. no, I, 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 oh, easy. I'm saying let's move on to love. It's the best emotion. <laughs> love, is it? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I, think, I do remember I that. I feel sermon. a lot of love in this room right now. <laughs> love. Even so, the youth are like, love is not an emotion. Love so, is not an emotion. Like you, you. <laughs> <laughs> is it so we were doing the christmas tree uh saturday we hung the ornaments here at the church and i had the stuff and one of the ornaments was why are we laughing <laughs> what's the joke oh you know I'm laughing because misty's laughing okay <laughs> we I, can't be in a room together you can tell me when we're off the air <laughs> so to speak the so we've got one of the ornaments someone says hang this one and i said i got i said i walked over I did a pretty good job of looking busy for a couple of hours because I hate decorating. You brought the snacks, though, so that's don't. Actually, help. I didn't even don't. do that because oh. Melanie picked those up. <laughs> okay, never mind. Thanks, Melanie. The, uh, so we come, but I, I walk over. I say, I need to hang something on this tree so I can say that I helped decorate the tree. Right? If you, if you don't put something on it, you can't say right, that. But right. if I put something on it, now I can then say, well, I helped decorate legit. the tree. Yeah. So uh, I think it was Chandra handed me. It said love. It was a decorate. And I said, well, this is in- incomplete. <laughs> and everybody, like, everyone's standing around. Like, well, is it, is it, is it agape? <laughs> is it, is it, is it eros? <laughs> Are we talking about storge? <laughs> or, or um, is storage. it philia, yeah. right? Yeah. Storage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? And they were like, ah, because it matters. Mm-hmm. Which love? Is this agape love? Is the fourth love agape? Yes. Does it have to be agape? I'm going to say yes. Have we so overplayed agape that now philia means nothing? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was going to say with, with the different words, they're, they're Greek words, but I think these are maybe things that we've once again, like the joy and the happiness, we tried to confiscate and say, well, we've got a, agape love and y'all only have philia or eros love. Eros. And sales. rather than they're Give all the an love. element eros. of love, they're all an element of connection and in, intimacy, why do we have to... To, to separate them and say they're mutually exclusive. I don't know. I think they are. I'm going to say they are different. You uh, know, you're it wrong. Brings point, <laughs> counterpoint, brought to you <laughs> by you Misty you and and Daryl Salmonbeck. <laughs> that could have been four <laughs> ornaments, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what I said. That next year, we need four, four different ornaments. Or- so you, Misty's so, in the four ornaments. Well, because Peter... Would you put a sign that says Eros on your <laughs> Christmas tree? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? You know, and Peter says yes. You know, and he asks him the three times. I think it just the first time he's like, of course I do. And then the second time he's like, yes, you know I do. And then the third time it's like, yes, Lord, I do love you. And that's that agape love. But and doesn't so Jesus like say, do you agape me, agape me? And then doesn't he end on, do you phileo mm-hmm. me? Am I making that up? I, I don't have the Greek New Testament with me. I've heard that somewhere. And so... I'm not going to Google it, but <laughs> I just feel like they are different. Oh, I, f- I agree. I think they're different, but I don't think it's like 
Eros, Dorge, and Phileo are secular and bad, and oh, Agape no. is the only Christian one, kind of like we have joy and y'all have happiness. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. I think there's. So, for those listening, Agape means unconditional or covenantal love. Mm-hmm. It's the strongest form of love used in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are two other words in the New Testament used for love. One is Phileo, which is often. Re- that kind of family love uh, it's compounded with uh, the word for brother brotherly love Mm -hmm. it's the the, i like you yeah right that kind of thing storge is affectionate Mm -hmm. um i think again for the third time let's go lewis because he wrote the literally wrote the book on this the four loves Mm -hmm. Uh, he talks about storge is kind of what you make for an animal. Mm-hmm. Like I have mm-hmm. affection for my yeah. family is what I um, heard. Well, yeah. my family are animals, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> you have Just affection saying. in that regard. <laughs> Felt the animals. And, and then of course, <laughs> and then of course, eros is uh, erotic, which has a different connotation in the modern world because erotic means you know the things that they show on TV after mm-hmm. midnight, which I don't watch. <laughs> HBO. Ever. Yeah. Skinamax. Yeah. 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 Um, it's so an adult show. A, a, <laughs> I mean, a, a family after, friendly show. Yeah. After dark. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't just, it means romantic love. <laughs> so Eros, it doesn't just mean pornography. It could be more it, like a, it's a, a, infatuation type it thing. It can be maybe? infatuation, but, but it's that. Um, the idea of romance, which but agape again, doesn't have romance. In the church, either. we've made it, that's the bad one. You, that's that's the bad selfish love. Phileo well, loves okay. Well, Storge, lo- I, I'm saying in my triggered right, upbringing, well, eros doesn't occur in the New Testament. Only the other three, but it's 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 in the backdrop. In fact, I would even argue that you can see all three of these in God's love for us. Right? There's clearly there's co- covenantal love. He has great affection for us. Mm-hmm. He, he he doesn't just love us. He likes Texas. us. Right? Yeah. There's 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 a phileo that he has. There's a that he, he identifies <laughs> with us as brothers. <laughs> just I heard that word. And I could. Uh, just <laughs> terrible. And of course, as the bride of Christ, there's an eros. That mm-hmm. there's, there's a romantic nature. In fact, I I kind of get wrapped up in the romance sometimes mm-hmm. of the church's relationship and our relationship to the Lord. Um, where are we at in time? Probably an hour and ten minutes. Hour and right at a little over an hour because we've had a couple stops in there. We. Uh, we didn't get to any of the other stuff. I have. Th- we only got thirty percent. I wanted to talk about the biblical themes of the Olivet Discourse and John the Baptist mm-hmm. is a huge uh, biblical theme for um, this time of year, the second coming. In our worship services, we're emphasizing the theme of waiting. Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't even c- come to that mm-hmm. waiting on the Lord. Mm-hmm. I had three or four funny stories about that, mm-hmm. um, and then. The big, the big one is light and darkness. You mm-hmm. light the candles for a reason. Right. That we live in a dark world, but we li- the light is coming. It's kind of hope, mm-hmm. but it's the idea of light is coming. And then mm-hmm. when Jesus is born, this is, as John says, light has come into the world. So it's all those different things. But we maybe we'll save that for next year. But I think we're about to wrap this up. I would say you've, you've got the topic of Advent, but you just listed off four or five themes mm-hmm. that could encapsulate. All of Advent. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, you could you could emphasize well, each theme a different year or something like. That. You could do a whole series of podcasts, just well, one can. theme each. You, you can. can, yeah. I think one of my major regrets is not emphasizing. No regrets, God. buddy. No okay. regrets. No regrets. No. It's not um, <laughs> not letting Advent set in. You know, you're doing all the hustle and bustle, but like really letting it set in. And I that's I appreciate. Someone asked me um, Sunday, why why aren't we singing Christmas songs? 
And I said, well, that's part intentional. We, we will as we get a, a week or two. I said, I'll have a couple this week. But we always intentionally don't just jump right into to Christmas songs with, with Advent because that just creates some of that liminal space. Well, it's December. We should be singing. No, we're going we're gonna to wait a little. We're going to wait to open the presents. And, 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 and then we're going to let that tension kind of draw us in. So when we get to do it next Wednesday for campfire carols and chili, um, you know, it becomes more celebratory, I guess, in a certain way. Um, it's the release. It's the yeah. waiting. Yeah. yeah, the anticipation. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Good Kelly's going to bring us home now. We really appreciate her being our, um, I guess, she's the host. Mm-hmm. What? And this is the last one. This no, is we got the minis. We got the yeah. minis, but in this, this series of major podcasts, this is our last one for this season, so... Um, you'll hear from us in some small ways, but in many regards, for me personally, this may be the most satisfying season of podcast. I think that one. we've had a, uh, um, we've had all the whole the range <laughs> of emotions. <laughs> we uh, definitely have. Laughed, we cried, <laughs> we fought, <laughs> and we, so uh, and we renamed Daryl. So it's been our advent. All of these <laughs> wonderful things. Uh, we will come back in the new year with uh, another season. We've got an outline on that. Good stuff. Uh, some coming. good stuff coming for you. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and if you haven't listened to the other ones, we have, I think, three seasons before this, four seasons. This is season five. This is season five. So we've, we have the same number of seasons as The Crown. We do. Mm. Ours are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, no British accents. No but British accents. Well, no, a couple of times. Uh, yeah. uh, that one day. Anyway, <laughs> we're glad you're here. Kelly, take us home. Thanks so much for listening to Under the Water Tower, a podcast dedicated to honest discussion of the Bible. To donate to this ministry, just go to fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Just a reminder to subscribe to Under the Water Tower on Apple Podcast and Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. Help us to spread the word about our podcast by talking about it and sharing it on your social media. Thanks again for joining us. On behalf of Under the Water Tower, I'm Kelly Trapane.